0: Hello, I'm Hayden Rogers, and this is an Appendices episode to Episode 4, Kill My Setting, about the steampunk subgenre and its impact on fantasy storytelling. Steampunk is considered to be a subgenre of science fiction primarily, and a close cousin of retrofuturism, but... As sci-fi and fantasy are so closely linked, it has leaked into the worlds and settings of fantasy novels. Steampunk could perhaps be described as a cult genre. It's not widely known, but it has a dedicated following, including an aesthetics and fashion trend. And, as with most cult movements, it has a subtle, widespread influence on many other genres. Elements of steampunk appear in well-known films, television series and books that you have probably engaged with, We'll go through some of those in a moment. The name steampunk is a reference to the genre of cyberpunk. This is a futuristic, dystopian science fiction genre in which there is a mixture of lo-fi living but high-tech access. The charm and wonderment of steampunk comes from its utilisation of anachronism, or specifically, prochronism. If something is anachronistic, it means it is a thing belonging or appropriate to a period other than that in which it exists. It is out of its time and thus out of its place. Prochronism is an anachronism where something exists at a date earlier than the actual historical one. Obviously, a fantasy world is not beholden to the timelines of the real world. However, we as readers assume that the timeline of human invention and industrialization follows a similar path. After all, one thing leads to another. Electricity leads to inventions which run off electricity, and so on. Steampunk, in its purest form, reimagines this timeline using the power of steam and clockwork. It is a genre populated with flying machines, robots, trains, automobiles, and all manner of other devices that run off steam or spring power. In particular, it imagines a past where, in a time where electricity is not widely accessible or perhaps not accessible at all, steam power has allowed for an early industrial boom. Technology that could not have existed until after the dissemination of electricity and subsequent inventions are now suddenly possible through steam power or other similar more analogue power sources, such as various fuels, experimental elements, spring-powered or clockwork machines. In essence, steampunk uses a setting, culture and society which we know as being pre-industrial and combines it with inventions of the future reimagining them as non-electrical contraptions. Traditionally, steampunk is white-centric and usually a variation on society and culture from the American Wild West or, more commonly, Victorian England. However, steampunk has been popular in Japan for decades and is a common feature of manga. It even has its own niche term, silkpunk, which refers to the steampunk style in a culture of East Asian antiquity. Other settings include the post-apocalyptic setting of its predecessor, cyberpunk, and, of course, fantasy worlds. Steampunk has long been seen in worlds outside of our own. Let's explore some well-known examples of steampunk stories. The Edge Chronicles are a series of children's fantasy novels by Paul Stewart and Chris Riddle, set in the universe of The Edge. The world sits on the edge of a bottomless pit, and the power of flight through non-traditional means is a big theme of the novels. In particular, the idea of alternative flying vessels is one of the most popular elements borrowed from steampunk. Across the fantasy genre, the dirigible, blimp, or a kind of hot air balloon is a common imagining of such a vessel. For instance, one such work which borrows this idea is His Dark Materials. Dirigible travel is frequently used across the series, particularly by the Magisterium, and Lee Scoresby, the aeronaut, of course, travels with Lyra in his hot air balloon in the lands to the north. The use of steampunk in his Dark Materials is also a subtle but unmissable suggestion of the alternate reality of Lyra's world in relation to our own. Steampunk already represents a reimagined version of our own history, so it naturally indicates the otherworldly nature of this Oxford. Disney has also made a few films which use steampunk as a reference point. Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and Treasure Planet draw on steampunk aesthetics in their art direction. Both have ties to historical British periods. Treasure Planet, though set in outer space, is of course based on the classic tale Treasure Island, which is set in the mid-1700s. In order to combine the original seafaring adventure with futuristic space travel, a steampunk-feeling style was developed though the technology was powered by futuristic energy such as advanced solar power. Atlantis The Lost Empire is set in 1914 and leans into both steampunk and cyberpunk, though with no steam power in sight. Firstly, the expedition to Atlantis travels in Jules Verne-inspired submersibles, and upon arriving at Atlantis, the once technologically advanced civilization is now living in low fi conditions but have access to high-tech systems and machines even popular films such as the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes franchise could be considered as steampunk-inspired in their design, especially considering the Victorian setting. In terms of Japanese steampunk, Studio Ghibli has a few well-known steampunk-themed stories and worlds. The most well-known would, of course, be Howl's Moving Castle. Not only the castle itself, but the flying war machines and sprawling urban landscapes are also elements of steampunk, In fact, life in cities and urban areas are often the focus of this genre, especially when those places have been allowed to expand vertically much higher than the methods of the time allowed, creating reimagined skyscraper architecture, or when they are just located somewhere unusual that the technology has allowed for. So what can we take away from the steampunk genre? One, don't be afraid to borrow from the past. Steampunk itself was a version of cyberpunk, And as we've learned, the genre has been adapted in many ways, developing through time. Looking back can inspire the future. 2. Aesthetics are important. Steampunk is beloved for its specificity of style and reimagining of the known world. It has a strong identity. How are you creating a strong identity in your settings? 3. Take what you need. Many stories have borrowed one or a few elements from this genre like the flying ships. It's okay, it's okay to dip into different genres and borrow elements. Just make sure they all make sense together. And, as always, make it your own. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or corrections, reach out to me on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Just search for Kill My Darlings Podcast, or look in the description for links. Or you can email me at killmydarlingspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you haven't already, make sure you listen to episode 4, Kill My Setting and i look forward to killing some darlings with you soon bye hold up